Good morning, greetings, and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to Triple C Podcast, another Sunday that we can give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. Let's open CCC with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study, to read, to repeat your word, to have a podcast, dear God. And it is our prayer that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil be horrified. May this word go out globally and reach the masses. Bless now every listener today that they will receive something from the word of God. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So as we look at today's podcast, we do truly bring you greetings to Triple C Podcast. We're going to look at Old Testament passage scripture today. Isaiah, the prophet, chapter 54. I'm going to read verses 11 through 17 just to kind of give you the background and the example of today. And then I'll paraphrase from the Amplified and I'll give you one other passage of scripture as a point of reference today. A couple of them, believe it or not, uh, that you can go back and read prayerfully uh, in your leisure time in the name of Jesus Christ. So Isaiah chapter 54, starting at verse 11, it's believed by the scholars that they were writing and the prophet and the scribes wrote to the children of Israel. And this is what the word of God reads that God gave me to share this morning. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires. I will make thy windows of gates, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all the borders of the pleasant stones. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shalt thou be established, thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, uh, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith, and the bloweth uh, the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. Key verse for today and what we'll focus on. Verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. May God bless us all, the readers and hearers and doers of his word. So just as a backdrop and as an example, I was asking the Lord from, from last week, as I do typically do throughout the course of the day and just doing different things, God, I need a word for the people that would hear the podcast because I don't want it to ever be for me because it's not about me. It's about this Bible. It's about the God of this Bible. It's about the King, the Master, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Old Testament prophesied, New Testament, Jesus exalted, Jesus for real in that regard. So God gave me this title and I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I believe it could be applicable to whatever you're going through. So the title of this podcast today, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know that we all go through our daily struggles, our daily battles, our weekly uh, skirmishes, I'll call them. We go through major, minor catastrophes. We go through things that you just can't put your finger on. I realize that 
though you may study, though you may have grown up in church, though you may say that you, your mom and daddy, your grandma, your big mom, your papa, your grandfather, whatever, however you call them, they kept you in church. And most time, those that I've talked to over the years will say they really didn't pay attention until later on in their life when they grew up and got out of and things began to happen. I remember our daughter saying, you know, it's hard out here when you get out on your own and you realize that everything that your parents tried to instill in you has a purpose. The reason that is every generation, I firmly believe that every one of our generational legacies wanted us to live better than what they live. They all wanted us to not have to go through the same struggles, the trials and tribulations. But oftentimes I found to the second, third and fourth generation, we are notorious for repeating the same behavior of our ancestors, but expect a different result. It's interesting and we always say it this way at work. If you always do what you always did, you will always get what you always got. It's like the definition of insanity is to always do the same thing, though it never produces any results, but yet you expect a different result. That's the definition of insanity. We all work under it. Oftentimes, folk that don't do what you do, but try to dictate what you do, and then you change it based on their guidance, and the results are not what's expected, is because they don't know what they're talking about, but yet they expect a different result. That is just the definition of insanity. It happens. In every culture, in every work, ethnicity, every way it happens. But when you think about your spirituality and you think about all the things that you've gone through, think about those of us that served in the in armed forces and how we traveled. Uh, Navy travels quite a bit where you transfer every two, three years. Air Force, not as much. They transfer, but they stay in longer periods of time. Army, Marine Corps, about the same as the Navy. They transfer every three, four years. And what I'm saying is this, as a foundational basis for the military, we all go through a whole lot of different things when we go from city to city, state to state, county to county, parish to parish. Those who don't transfer or travel as much go through equal amount of tragedy and and tribulation, even staying foundationally put in a location. Because you got to remember, this is where I talk about the two type of people, those who are the converted and those who are the non-converted. That means those who've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and those who believe that he's not really real because their ears are listening to the wrong voices. So God has a, a significant way of ministry to us. Here's what I found. I'm one of them who lived at that church there before the doors opened, there after the doors closed, always believing that I was serving the Lord, even though I was being used of men. But yet I found myself being pimped, being utilized, not listening to the wisdom of the voice from the household saying they're just using you because I know God has given me the gift of gab. I get it. But as I've gotten older and God had to remove me from a lot of things, I look back now and see the error of my ways. But yet I can't go back and fix that. I can only look forward and trust that my ladder shall be better than my beginning. And what I'm saying is this, wherever you at in life, God has allowed us to be where we are. Oftentimes, you will have things happen in the, 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 the corners, the four corners of your world, and yet it may not make you happy. I'm talking 
to somebody today because I live in a situation where everything that I desired hadn't come to fruition. Things that I desire just hadn't happened. Is it because I'm so bad? Is it because I haven't done it right? I don't know. God only knows that answer. But I do know that I'm trusting God that his will be done, whatever that might be. The hard part is, is not knowing what his will is. Why? Because as humans, we want to control every aspect of our living. If it doesn't make physical, mental sense, we're not going to accept it. But that's not faith. I'm learning that I have to learn. Paul said it this way. Whatever state that I found myself to be in, I'm there with content. At this particular point in Romans, he was talking about being shipwrecked and beaten and whipped. He wasn't content with that. He was content with his faith and his relationship with Jesus Christ. Waiting for deliverance. I'm waiting to be set free. I'm waiting for my deliverance. But my attitude in the midst of my battle determines my attitude for success. What am I trying to tell you? I don't know what it is for you. I don't know whether it be marital, whether it be financial, whether it be health. I don't know what it is, but I believe that this small, short podcast could probably help somebody along the way, hopefully. That is my prayer. So you think about weapons. The weapons of our warfare, the Bible says, and Paul said it, they are not, they're not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're spiritual in nature. Satan, y'all think I'd just be saying it for my health, but John chapter 10, verse number 10 is a very real applicable scripture. The thief, that thief that I speak about, he transformed himself. Sometimes he has on a mask. Sometimes he comes in broad daylight. Sometimes he comes like a thief in the night. Sometimes he just calls you on the phone to see if you're at home. Sometimes he's scouting your neighborhood. Sometimes he's just watching you to see how he can steal from whatever he can to cause you to lose your joy in your life. He comes to steal and he wants to kill. He wants to kill your momentum. He wants to kill your attitude. He wants to kill your your faith in seeing that God is the God that's your deliverer. He wants to kill your faith to say that, see, God don't love you. He wants you to listen to the world. He wants you to be the spiritual Peter, to step out of the boat in one instant, but yet all the negative folks that's behind you telling you what you can't do, telling you where you can't go, telling you what you can't have, so you can begin to take your eyes off the prize and take your ears off the voice that's telling you that walk by faith and not by sight. Here's what I'm telling you, not what I've heard, what I've done, what I walked through, what I'm trying to grow out of myself. I realize the weapons manifest itself. I'm going somewhere. So don't don't worry about verses 11 through 16. Focus on 17 is the key for verse for today. He said, no weapon that is formed. I want you to think formed in your mind. That forming is something that manifests in multiple ways to try to do what? To come against you to separate you from God. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. I believe the scholars were speaking to Israel. And here's what I love about what the word says. It was to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. We are considered Gentiles of the heritage of our lineage because we were not Jews unless you are a Jew listening to this podcast and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then you become a Messianic Jew because a Messianic Jew believes that Jesus Christ came and he's coming back again. Are you one of 
of those? Amen. And if you do, we in Christendom, in Christendom, under the umbrella, believe that the first Adam that failed, Jesus had to come into the existence to be a redeemable lamb, a sacrificial lamb that we can get back to God. See, I'm not preaching for your money. I'm not preaching for popularity. I'm not preaching to put my name on a roll. I'm not preaching that somebody can say, oh, listen to Tony. I just believe and I can't escape it. I can't get, get rid of it. I can't walk out of it. Some have say, and we was, it's interesting. I heard a conversation a little bit was asking somebody to still preach. And I get that oftentimes from people that hadn't seen me. Am I still preaching? And I'll tell them to death. Why? Because I can't let it go. You think I wanted to call myself to preach? No, sir. No, ma'am. But it's in me. I can't shake it. No matter what I go through, no matter what I do, no matter how separate I feel that I am, no matter how oftentimes I feel that I have failed in ministry because I don't pastor publicly, because I don't have a church, I don't all those things, but I realize it ain't about me. It's about this message of the good news that somebody maybe could hear before I die and leave this earth that I could tell one soul that they can be saved, delivered, healed, and set free. Amen. So you think about the weapons. I don't know what your weapon is. I don't know what struggles you go through. I don't know what liars sit among you or sit at your dinner table. I don't know who of your family member of your bloodline, born of the same bloodline, but don't like you because of what you bought or what you drive or where you live. I don't know who I'm talking to. Somebody's got to hear. You've transferred from city to city, state to state, but you find that everywhere you go, you can't escape trouble. Hello. The songwriter says in the old gospel, trouble in my way. I have to cry sometime. Why? Because God has, and I've said it before, God ain't never promised his children that you are exempt from having any difficult days. God ain't never promised us in this Bible. And if you found it, please call me. Please text me. Let me know where you found it at so I can go back and reread it. I don't believe that anywhere in this Bible that Jesus said, because you accept him as Lord and Savior, you ain't got to never worry about another troubled day in the, in the life in which you live. Now, I ain't talking about in paradise. When we go die and our body go back to dust and our spirits with the Lord, we're going to a place and where the mansion resides. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about why Paul said it's expedient that I go away, but far better for you that I stay. Because if I go, amen, the message that God will bring through me, you may not hear. But if I stay, I can still allow God to speak a word of wisdom to help you through your difficult day, to help you come through the valleys of despair, that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, if you're laying flat on your back and you're wondering, oh God, why is me? God says, get up out of the sick bed, rise up and walk. I've got a purpose and a plan for you. Maybe I'm talking to you. I don't know. But here's where we are. Here's where we are. We are the modern day spiritual Israel, as well as, I'm going to go to Peter in just a minute. You are a symbol of a spiritual modern day Peter. And I'm going to go there. Let's look at verse 17 a little bit closer than I'll go to, uh, the book so you can read about where Peter said out of the book of Matthew in that regard. And then I'll close the podcast. When he says no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, he was talking about the state of Israel. He's talking about the children of God who were the people of the way. You got to understand if that enemy that I speak of is coming to destroy your relationship, to, to just devour your family, to separate you from your children, your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren, if he can cause 
cause a great separation. He can destroy the foundational piece of the church. The church should be made up of families of believers. Amen. Not of financial contributors. Hello, Holy Ghost. The Bible says it ain't money. Money is an inanimate object. The love of money is the root of all evil. The love of it will cause you to turn away from God and have itching ears. The love of money will cause you to sell yourself to get gain. Hello, Holy Ghost. The love of the money will cause you to turn your back on God and on your family just to acquire what the world want to give you. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The barter system. You can barter. See, God's not a gypsy. God's not a Jew. God, and, and meaning this, he's not going to sit here and lobby back and forth on how he wants to bless you. It was before the foundation of the earth that God knew when you would be born. It was before the foundation of the earth that God knew everything you're going to go through past, present, and current and future. Amen. But you can't learn that in your human thinking. You have to believe it by faith. And if you can believe it by faith, God can make the impossible possible. God can make the difficult, amen, in such a way that the world says no, God says yes. You've got to believe that radically by faith. You can't get that by listening to somebody who's always pulling you out for your money. You've got to listen to some warriors that will tell you that money, God doesn't need your physical money. God needs you to believe by faith. The preachers that preach about your money is only building up their empire. God's kingdom doesn't need physical money. God's kingdom is made up of a gatherer of soul believers, not people who still paying money because those that's gone on to die in the Lord, they're not paying a dollar or a dime. But they believe by faith. Let me move on this morning. As I look at this scripture, he says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue, Israel, that shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. He told them to speak the God of their father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You and I not only spiritually speak of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but we speak Jesus talk. Amen. That at Jesus's name, what every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that who Jesus is Lord. They didn't have Jesus at that point. This is the people of the way. We are Jesus manifested. Jesus lived 33 years in the earth. Jesus hanged, bled, and died on the cross of Calvary so that you and I can speak that name because when he rose, he told his disciples, I will rise with all power. Amen. So it's the power that we speak. That's why I tell you, even when joking, just understand something. Don't become so super saved that you ain't no good in earth. God ain't never said we can't have fun and have a good time. God ain't never said through the word that we can't crack jokes. God ain't never said that. So don't be so super spiritual that you know earthly good. Hello, Holy Ghost. Ain't nothing worse than a super spiritual Christian that's dead, dry, and disconnected and don't even realize it. Ain't nothing worse that you can't even live and enjoy people and enjoy God in the same lifestyle. Hello, Holy Ghost. When I think about this, this is the heritage of the servants, plural, of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me. Your belief is not of the church physical building. Your belief is spiritual in nature as to how you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Your faith is based on the word. 
Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? Not voted upon, not bought. He's got to be sent by God that no matter come hell or high water, no matter what he's going through, he will find a way to get outside of himself and let God have his way and tell you something that can get you out of your spiritual muck and your miry and begin to look beyond the hills from with your help come. God has ordained us to go through. And yes, I am a sheep. I'm a teaching sheep. But you got to understand. So let me digress for one quick second. A teaching sheep has to go through it equally or greater than the sheep themselves. Why? Because if you believe that you called of God and you can't shake it, you can't get rid of it, you can't buy your way out of it, you can't get voted out of it. When God has called you, he's called you unto death. And when you're in it, no matter what situation you find yourself in, you got to wake up and write down what God is telling you, that you too are a winner, not a whiner. Why? Because there's somebody worse off than you. When you look around, ain't no greater difficulty than complaining Americans and not even look around. And God is allowing you to see via the YouTube, via the television, via the radio, people that live 10 times more horrific than you. And we still not grateful and thankful for what God has done for us. Let me move on this morning. I think about this word he gave, and this is just an example. He says that when they rise up against you, don't worry about it. I'm going to go somewhere in just a second. You got to realize that the power that you yield by your faith in God will far outweigh anything the enemy could try to present to you. Only you can allow the influence of the enemy to make you lose your joy. Go to David in the 51st Psalm. He tried it and committed adultery and murder and lost his joy in his relationship with God. And in Psalm 51, amen, he had to come back and repent and ask God to restore unto him, verse 13, the joy of his salvation and then renew a right spirit within him. God has never said that you're not going to stumble, trip, and fall on life's journey. But you got to understand something. When I'm telling you, he said, he will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He means that. He knows that you have to make your own decision. He knows that you're going to go through it. He knows that you're going to try him as a child, just like our children try us, just like our grandchildren try us. They have times where they get upset at you. But guess what? If they realize that they always wind up coming back, Amen to the foundational teaching that will help you. So Isaiah was telling the children of Israel, the Lord, capital L, is your governor. The Lord, capital L, is your God. Amen. In that regard. So here's the thing. Write down John chapter 10, verse number 10. Read it for yourself. And then Matthew chapter 16, verses 18. And let me just share this and I'll get ready to close this morning. Matthew, the tax collector, writes, and this is about Simon Peter. When I told you that we are a spiritual Israel and a spiritual Peter, this is what I mean as I get ready to close this podcast this morning. This is the regular edition of the Bible, and this is where Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he specifically calls out uh, Simon Peter. And verse 16 says, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ. He was asking in verse 15, but saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? They was asking the disciples. And then Peter, who was the leader at the time, spoke out and said it this way. 
And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom and of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This is the verse you may have heard me reference, but not read to you. God said, read it today. We are spiritual Israel. And we as well are a spiritual Peter in modern day ministry as we refer to. What am I trying to tell you? Here's the thing. He said it in verse 17 in Isaiah as I close this morning. No weapon form. Think about the weapons that could form. Financial weapons. Physical weapons. Sick, uh, uh, sick, sick, sick weapons. You think about uh, angry weapons. Weapons of jealousy. Weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of any nature that will cause catastrophic damage in your life is the weapon that the enemy, going back to John 10 and 10, is creating to steal, kill, and to destroy. He's using every type of physical, spiritual missile in his arsenal to separate you from seeing God. He's trying to use whatever he can to cause you to say out of your mouth, Amen. That God has forsaken you. God has left you. He's left you to die. He's left you to be on your own. He didn't tell you the truth, even though he may have said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake you. The devil's trying to tell you, look around. Everybody that was your spiritual foundation have died physically and left you alone. And here's what you got to understand. If they died in the Lord, amen, you're not alone. Their spirit, amen. We believe angels in the form of spirit manifest themselves by the grace of God to encourage you. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I'm a firm believer that those witnesses are the ones that's gone on to be with the Lord as well as the angels representative to let you know you ain't thinking I can. You know you can. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Quit relying on your own strength. Quit relying on what somebody else said. Quit listening to the preacher to tell you to look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor to say, I'm telling you, you go to God's word yourself and you get it deposited in your spirit. And when you rely, you stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. And no matter what you go through, as I get ready to close this morning, I want you to understand this battle that you're in. Oftentimes, it's not physical, it's mental, it's psychological, it's spiritual ultimately. You wrestle not against flesh and blood, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When you're looking, as I close, when you're looking through your natural eyes, you're going to see everything that you think in your human mind. But when you look beyond, amen, the physical and when you take it to the spiritual, you've got to see that angel, that warrior standing behind you. He's already equipped. He's told you in the word to suit up. You've got the armor of God. You've got everything you need. You've got the helmet of salvation. You've got the breastplate of righteousness. You've got the shield of faith. You've got the sword of the spirit. You've got the, the your, your loins girt about 
out with truth. You got on the breastplate of righteousness. You've got your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. As I close this morning, I want you to know that every tongue in judgment that rises against your household, you condemn it by the word. You do what Jesus said. Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written in the word. Quit trying to rely on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 said, lean not to thine own understanding, but in all of thy ways, acknowledge him, God, and he shall direct thy path. Be encouraged, child of God. The battle that you're in, you are already a winner, not a whiner. I want you to be encouraged, child of God, no matter what you're going through. I, oftentimes, you got to wonder, and I cry, amen, just like the next man, but oftentimes, they're not tears of despair. Oftentimes, they're tears of release to let God know I'm human in my nature. Even though you call me, but I get hurt. I get offended. I go through. I get disappointed. All those things happen, but God says, stir up the gift of God on you. You've got to stand. I've told you, be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. Listen to who? Not the voice of the devil. It's the voice of the Holy Ghost. He's your encourager. He's your healer. He's your God. He's the one that will build you up. I'm trying to encourage you, child of God, no matter where you are in your financial situation, no matter what you're going through with your health, no matter what you're dealing with right now, I want you to stand firm on the promises of God. For in the Bible says, for the promises of God are yea and in him, amen. No matter what church you're a part of, if you never grace another physical building, another physical day in your life, you are the mobile church, 10 fingers and 10 toes. Stand on the word of God. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand that to the hills from which you look is where your help come from. Be encouraged, child of God. I don't know what you're feeling. I don't know your pain. I don't know the suffering, but I want you to too. This too shall pass. God is able to take your midnight and make it into a midday. I know that God is able to take your tragedy and make it into a triumph. I know that God is able to make a mess into a miracle. I know that God is able to no matter where you are, if you feel like you're broke, busted, and can't be trusted, if you feel like you're all alone, if you feel like you're on an island of despair, I want you to understand that God is right there. He's standing before you spiritually, but you can't see him with your natural eyes. You've got to close your eyes and believe by faith that he's ready to crack and just cradle you in the bosom of his arms. I want you to understand that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I want you to understand that the battle is not yours. The songwriter says, it's the Lord's. You trust and on. You rely in God. I want you to be encouraged. No matter where you are, if you're out there on that road and you're driving, if you're going through, you just stand on the truth of God. And I'm telling you, God be the truth and every man be a liar. You stand with God and you shall not know defeat. Amen. Child of God, be encouraged. I'm telling you, no, warm, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I believe that God, no matter where you are, and I tell you this, if you never hear me another podcast day in my life, I've done what I believe that God would have me to do for every time I do it. I tell you this, I believe that God's got a purpose and a plan for every one of you, that no matter where you've been, no matter what your denominational church has been, no matter where you came from in your youth, no matter where you are in life, there's only one true church, and that's the truth of Jesus Christ. And if you stand on him, no matter where you are, you will never be defeated in your spirituality. Be encouraged, child of God. You understand that you already won, but you got to walk it out in the name of the Lord. So let's conclude with a prayer and believe. And I hope this helps somebody along the way. 
I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you've been or who's been trying to deposit a negative word in your life. But whatever it is, I want you to overcome them and all the negative things that the world and the devil will try to inject into your situation. I want you to believe that no matter what, I shall not have fear. For the Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. No matter where you are, come out of that depression. Come out of that physical sickness. Come out of that mental dilepathy that you're in. Come out of where you are and you trust God and get on the path where God come to the light where Jesus is. Come where you at and you can find peace and rest. Come in and give and cast it all up on the Lord for he cares for you. No matter where you are, aren't you tired of being only one feeling like you're out there? Aren't you tired of feeling like don't nobody care but you? Aren't you tired of just looking around looking for somebody in your life to help you? God says, there I am. I've been with you all the time, but you've been looking at the wrong place. You've been listening to the wrong people. You've been listening to the wrong voice. I told you in the word, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Come unto him who, who labor and are heavy laden. And Jesus says, I will give you rest. Amen. So come to God, come to Jesus, just as you are. In the name of Jesus Christ and be blessed. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we conclude Triple C podcast, I don't know who to help. It's helping me because I need it, dear God. Hello, Holy Ghost. I know, dear God, it's never been promised to have great, great days in this life. But wherever we are, you are there. I firm believe that there is not a spot where God is not. Wherever you are, God is blessed every person under the sound of my voice that no matter what the situation is, you are our deliverer. Help Right now, God, in the name of Jesus, you know what we need. Until the next time that we come back together, may the podcast of CCC be a blessing to some soul somewhere. In Jesus' name, we pray. Until the next time, this is Tony signing off as Yolanda will take us out with this old song in the name of Jesus. Be blessed. God bless you.